0: Get 80% off your impression
1: kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You're listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael.
0: All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Twenty Three Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by
1: Michael. What's up, man? How's it going? It's good. I think uh, I think Neil Brown's coming to town. I just heard a NASCAR outside my outside my house.
0: NASCAR, NASCAR, NASCAR. Yeah, what about go the draw on
1: draw third and long? I love it. Can't wait to see it.
0: I wonder how many of those we'll actually
1: see this weekend. Because
0: well, that was more of a Neil Brown thing. I don't know if, like, if he's instilled that into Graham Harrell.
1: I don't think so. I think that would be a tough
0: sell. Hey, just random. I, I'm sorry, r- random. Yeah. And this, they're not related. So I went to my nephew's football game on Friday night. Their starting mm-hmm. quarterback is named Harrell. Oh,
1: a QB named Harrell?
0: Yeah, but he was he was a runner that could throw the ball.
1: Whereas interesting, Harrell just was like a Graham quarterback that could run the ball. Oh no, he was he was a runner through and through. I mean, he certainly displayed
0: that in, in the um, the Cotton Bowl against Ole Miss there before halftime. Took off for fifty yards. That's right. But just just Couldn't slow enough. Four, but it was good. Just slow enough to get down. Uh, right He's as time fast expired. as he and needs to be. Well, that that time he was slower than he needed to be. Okay. Anyways, we got a homecoming this weekend, Michael. Not that that really ever means anything to me. I don't. I don't. I haven't partaken in homecoming festivities since I was a student. And me I don't. Either. I don't really think it's meant
1: for us. But no, I mean, I guess technically it probably is meant for us because we're alumni and whatnot. But yeah, I I've, think I went to a couple of bonfires back in the day. The, that was about it. The float parade. You ever yeah. done
0: that? I, no. Like I said, I, I did that as a student. I went, because it, it went right, the route was right past our, our dorm.
1: I think I was supposed to one time on one of my honor society things, and I think I weaseled out of it.
0: As an honor society student would. Yes, but, but out probably
1: out. honorably.
0: You can get out of something sports. No, I'm just kidding. Um. So, yeah, we got West Virginia this weekend back on a, on a football schedule. Great to be back. We had the off week. Felt weird, man, just to sit back and watch everybody else play. And we're like, well, what are we supposed
1: to do? I was opposite, man. It felt great. It was just freeing. It was nice to just enjoy enjoy the football and not be like, oh, what, what are we going to do now? I mean, I, What are we going to do now? Smith threw another pick six this week. What are we going to do? Well, if Smith was starting, we'd be really, really fuming about something.
0: So, yeah, we got football this weekend. Eight teams from the Big 12 are in action. Um, Oklahoma and Iowa State are off. But we've got some injury updates. Obviously, the homecoming game versus West Virginia, all our full preview. Let you know how they do. Statistically, so far throughout the year, what the Graham Harrell offense looks like. Some names on defense that have always been around, and maybe a couple name, a couple guys that uh, you should be aware of. Uh, some weird st- defense statistical anomalies, especially on the West Virginia pass defense. We'll, I'll get your take on that, Michael. Uh, okay. Update everybody on the FPI stuff. Weirdly, on like on a week that you're off, things. Shifted. <laughs> uh, according to FBI, you're favorite in three of your last six. But those all three of those, well, let me just say, all, all the numbers really have gone down in terms of
1: um, your probability to win. Have they gone down from the, be- the beginning of the season or from last week? From or last what? week. Oh. So not playing, it went down. So everybody else was, was playing up a little bit. Anyways, we'll get into that
0: in a little bit. If you want to keep up with us, Twitter is probably the best spot. At 23Personnel for the podcast, you get, obviously, all of our great links for the shows. Once those hit, some some teaser, audio clips, uh, and just great, great fun, memes, good stuff from Michael. At 23Personnel, and can follow me, Spencer, at Suck and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. You can also catch us. 10 to noon on Rob Rose College Tailgate, Talk 103.9 FM here in Lubbock, streaming online, at KKM.com and on the Talk 103.9 mobile app. And as always, this episode is brought to you by Sports Drink, episode 305. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink. That's spelled like sportsdrink, but without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk
1: out. Whew. Nailed it. Always. Uh, Just beautiful ad read.
0: It's that same read we've been doing for a few months, and I, I, still, I still have
1: to look at it. It's fine. It's fine to not commit that to memory. Yeah. There, there there's things. some
0: there's some exciting rumblings going on in the podcast world.
1: You apparently remember that Graham Harrell didn't run far enough in the cotton bowl. Well,
0: I was there for that and I was I was
1: steamed. Yeah. So that's that's taking up more valuable space than the ad read. That's okay. That's actually really funny.
0: <laughs> but some one random play fourteen years ago still lives in my head where I can't figure out a
1: two paragraph ad read that I've been doing for four months that's the funk you can't let out yeah it's that run that's the funk yeah I'm,
0: I'm just I'm just excited about the direction of podcasting in the Texas Tech athletics world oh okay that's that's all I'm saying all right all right sounds like me too there there may be some news next week we'll see we'll see okay we'll all see. right
1: I'm looking forward to it
0: hey I'm looking forward to talking some football you ready let's yes I am let's do it Himself. Made two guys miss. Touchdown! Two. Now the end zone. Picked off him, And it's picked off. Pick six. Jeffers! Slager able to escape. And that picked and off.
1: Back-to-back. Back. Turnovers and waters. One of the
0: other way. 20, back down 10. The
1: Touchdown! Pick six. six. 70 yards. Marquise Waters. Play
0: fake. Finds Tharp again. First collegiate touchdown. The deep ball down the middle That's caught. Touchdown, Texas Tech. Miles Price, 39 yards for the score. They're actually 30. Intercepted. Picked off at the 20-yard line. Smith to throw again. As a man downfield. And Texas Tech finds the end zone. It's McLean Mannix. Brooks through the left side to the five. Touchdown, Red Raiders. Smith a little time thrown to the back of the end zone caught touchdown
1: tied at 38 3 seconds to go 62 yard try Garibay has his foot into wow. it it may be long enough it is good it is good
0: All right. There's no week seven to recap, Michael, at least not for Texas Tech. There's no final thoughts to give on a game. Although we, we go back and talk about the games that were played without Texas Tech. Baylor, West Virginia was a good one.
1: Yeah. We'll probably mention that just kind of in, in general anyway.
0: Kansas, Oklahoma.
1: TC, was Oklahoma good for State. a while. Oh, that, yeah, that was a, that was a salty game.
0: Texas, Iowa State.
1: Also salty. Salty for different all, reasons, though. They, they were, were all good games. Ex, even the KU game was was good for a while. Which is impressive.
0: They did, they did that on the road with their backup quarterback. Yes. And kind of went toe-to-toe with a mostly full-strength, full-health Oklahoma once they got Dylan Gabriel back. So That's that right. offense is a potent.
1: So the Big 12, does it run through Fort Worth? Is that... Is that what we're seeing? Do we have to admit this now, or can we no. wait a little bit? No, no, no. Okay, wait,
0: good.
1: I, I, I think let's, that... Let's let Kansas State see what they have to say about it. my gosh.
0: So my phone is on the desktop here, and the Discord keeps going off. Maybe maybe if I put on the mouse pad, it'll,
1: it'll help a little bit. I can't believe you have notifications on for that thing. It would just... I think my phone would explode.
0: Well, so... and. I, I turned them off a few weeks ago when I went on that hunting trip, and it took me a while to figure out how to turn them back on, which was strange because I turned them off, but I couldn't get them back on. And then I, I I went I maybe last week or maybe it was two weeks ago. I devoted like four hours to catching up <laughs> on one channel. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm caught up. The problem That's is pretty I, quick. <laughs> I don't think I kept up since. <laughs> on so now four like,
1: hours behind again.
0: Well, I don't know because that channel. I I went back and was reading. Um, back in July,
1: oh my gosh, there there were discussions about the bachelorette. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think you made it to the, the genesis of that channel. Anywho. So Any Kansas state, apparently when we did our gouches after dark, I kind of rubbed one of the Kansas state guys the wrong way and I wasn't meaning to, but they, <laughs> did, did you get like the, uh, well, actually, well, <laughs> kind of feedback and you know what from was, that guy. No, and, and what was fine was um, that w- he was hosting a Spotify Live with the Gaucho's one evening, and I just hopped on to listen. And then out of nowhere, he saw me and asked me to to, to say a couple things. So I mean, he was really nice. I had a it was nice of him to to ask me just to, to speak. I was just listening, and then then he hopped in on ours. And so that's why I was like, okay, I'm not gonna try to argue or anything. But you know, Kansas State as as well as they've played their biggest win is against a know you team. That's kind of, I don't know who they are yet. Nobody does. Uh, yes, they had Dylan Gabriel. I think that was his big point, but they also lost at home to Tulane and they also scored 10 points in a road win in Ames. Um, so, I mean, it's just kind of as well as, as, as they've looked at times, I think they're, um, you know i don't know if they're the best team in the big 12 that's all i was getting at and yeah. so that's going to the the purple battle this weekend is going to settle a couple of things and i i'm rooting for the wildcats cuz i would rather live in a world where the the wildcats are going to the big 12 championship game than than the frogs but i just don't know i don't i don't know what that team is just yet to to only score 10 points yes Iowa State has the best defense, I think, in the league, but not not Big Twelve caliber offense. If you can only score ten on the road or ten at home, what did you think about that question? Or like,
0: what were some of your thoughts on like worst team in the Big Twelve? Because there were actually quite a few different answers in that in that uh, after dark. Um. And I I kind of defaulted and said, well, it's Iowa State because they're zero and four. They have the worst record. But like the more I thought about it, I was like, I don't their know
1: defense if, is so I good. I don't know
0: if there's like a worst team. That there's definitely a bottom
1: tier. Yeah, I don't think it's a clear worst team. In, uh, you know, depending on what week you ask and who you ask, Tech may be BB. I was going to say Tech is, might be in that tier.
0: As <laughs> I was, was going to say, is is, is Tech in, included in that? Um, because right now they're 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 one and two. Um, so they're not that yeah. far off from being winless. Um, but interesting. I, I, I think we'll know a lot more this weekend. Obviously, when you get two teams that are uh, kind of picked to finish around the same area um, to see what they do to, to each other. Like if it's a close game, like, yeah, then probably they will finish pretty close. Or if one team like, like drugs, the other one like, well, OK, I can feel a lot better about that team or
1: whatever. So, Yeah. Yeah, and so this weekend we'll get a chance to, to see some of that. The Kansas is heading to Baylor at 11 on ESPN2. Of course, our game we'll get into more later at 2 p.m. on FS1. Then Texas heads to Stillwater, 2.30 on ABC. That's going to be a pretty fine football game. I... That I wish, you know, I could leisurely watch, but, you know, I'll obviously have my focus on the tech game.
0: And and I, I hate to give this much credit
1: to TCU. I'm kind of cooling on Oklahoma State. You know, I'm not. That That's kind of where I was coming around to at the end of that conversation was Oklahoma State went on the road as a dog and lost in overtime. So... They're still really darn good. Um, I mean, I, I think they should win this weekend. We'll see if they do. But I don't know, man. I mean, th- that defensive front is just unreal. But TCU was able to have their way against it quite a bit. But Texas is just playing different the past couple of weeks. They are, man. <laughs> they are. <laughs> What's happened? I'm just – I'm. Uh- Knock on wood. So glad we were already through the Texas. Well yours game. came back. I guess that's the simple answers. Yours came back and that kinda that rejuvenated everything and one word. We word in been a rough healthy. Week. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because like you know, if, if you are facing Texas now in the season, like ooh, I I'd I'd be back like preseason, very un un
1: uncomfortable and very non confident. Well, I, I think we Texas Tech may have done two things this season. I think it's it's common that that uh or a common thought that Texas Tech broke Houston so there's a chance that they fixed Texas so you're welcome Longhorn fans is Texas back for for that get right game in Lubbock <laughs> in, in, in where they in the game when they they lost yeah <laughs> yeah if then if it's their only one I mean so what it'll be fine or yeah. not their only one but their only big twelve loss yeah that game Kansas State TCU um.
0: And I, I I know we all we all like to poke fun at TCU and their attendance, but like you, you just you just can't you can't defend a top fifteen matchup, two undefeated teams, and there being sections of their
1: stadium empty. Was it really that bad? I I did watch quite a bit of that game, but I missed a lot of the of the stadium shots. I do know there were quite a few fans wearing orange in the stands but you're welcome cowboys yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are give him, a lot of give him a promo code no well, no because they the, the tcu forced
0: texas tech to buy the, the mini the mini packs or whatever and the texas oh, tech sold off their extra tickets to a man helping man i mean it may have been to oklahoma state and kansas state
1: it's a little bit of a little bit of guns up camaraderie i
0: guess I don't know, but there there are a lot of Cowboy points, and and that's 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 a a big alumni base for them Dallas Fort Worth area has it like oh sure, I mean it's their, their second other major metro area close to campus for
1: them so yeah and recruiting base too I mean it's it's huge yeah anyways it's as close to Dallas as we are
0: we'll learn a lot more about the direction of the, the conference after Saturday night's game FS1 I I hate that that's on FS1.
1: I do too. I really wish there could be more eyes on that because this is a compelling matchup to, to me. I've just really enjoyed big 12 football this season. I like that. Kansas is not just a, a doormat, you know, I mean, Kansas at Baylor could get interesting. You never know. I, I, I'm just really liking that. It's just kind of a, a wild conference this season so far now someone will have to emerge eventually but maybe not i mean maybe you have three eight and three teams or however that works out eight and four whatever the math is yeah i'm good at it
0: <laughs> it's, it's only what we do
1: i have I computers do that do the math for me it's fine
0: yeah and I'm, I'm just interested to see like is baylor for real or like
1: is it like then all, even year down year Right? Have they really started something, or is it kind of regressing back to normal for Baylor? I I don't know. Or is the big theory that McGuire was the only thing holding McGuire and Beard, or Blanchard? I'm sorry, uh, man, way off. Uh, McGuire and Blanchard were they the only thing holding the ship lap together? So shiplap. we'll see. Nice. All right, I want to give a quick injury update before we get into our
0: West Virginia preview. You doing okay? Yeah.
1: Oh, what injury for the players? Yeah. No, oh, me. Okay. Okay. I was just Not making. Mean. I was making sure you're all right, my man. I mean, I I had a little bit of an upset stomach last night, but I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm on the mend. Okay. All right. All right. Well, good to know. Well, I wanted to know that, so thank you. I took the day off actually. To recover. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it
0: wasn't like a stomach bug, but there was like. Anyway, stomach
1: was upset. It was angry.
0: And and, and yeah, there there was enough. There was like I. This has happened several times, and I it's probably just an indictment of just like just me getting older, and not not acting like, like I'm getting older. Yes, there have been several nights where I've I've stayed up, feeling like I'm gonna get sick. Never do, but the next day felt like I got sick. Yeah, because you just were yeah. up and you felt like crap all night. Yeah, with like you get that like the weird stomach hangover where you're like you're you don't want to eat.
1: Anyways. <laughs> But you know you need to, and then you eat something awful. And then you, know. get, and then you don't feel good. You're
0: like, oh, that was, that was a mistake.
1: Anyways, that was my life today. Back to the day well, I'm glad you're okay. Good injury update.
0: Yeah. Well, it also it helps that I realized whenever it happened recently, I'm now earning like 10 or so hours of PTO a paycheck. So I was like, I need to, I need to take some time off. Yeah. I'm earning more. Like taking a day off every two weeks, I'd still be accruing more PTO. I'd be spending. That's it, man. This is the way. All right. Quick update for the Texas Tech football players. Not, not for the Texas Tech fans here. Uh, More. Some of these more as a reminder. So, out for the season. uh, Linebackers Bryce Robinson and Bryce Ramirez. Wide receiver Cameron Cantrell. Defensive lineman Trevon McAlpine. Offensive line Cole Spencer. And as a reminder, he's going to be seeking a medical redshirt. Questionable for this weekend. Miles Price still working on that ankle. J.J. Sparkman had a bum thumb. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what, what, he, what he did, but um, his thumb may hold him out. Running back Cameron Valdez may be back. Um, he, I think they were – he was getting close to being available for Oklahoma State. They said, you know what, we'll, we'll take one more week. You get the bye week and you come back. Koi Eakin uh, did see that he was um, – that he he should be ready to go for this weekend. Tyler Shuck, it looks like, won't be fully cleared until the Baylor game, so that kind of clears that up for this weekend's starter. There were a couple of quarterback-specific updates from McGuire, namely so for Morton uh, and his ankle. McGuire shared that he practiced on Sunday, was mobile, uh, was able to get out of the pocket, and looked ready to play this weekend. So a week ahead of time, he said, I think he looked like he's ready to go. Update on Donovan Smith and his shoulder and his knee. McGuire said he looks healthier than he has been in a while, which doesn't have the same ringing endorsement that he that he said yeah, for Morton. Yeah. Uh but that he did look good throwing on Sunday. Uh and then he followed up saying I feel really good about saying we're going to have both available. So he he's, he's not, you know, he's not talking about shuck there. Morton and Smith, they're in a really good frame of mind.
1: I would take him at his word on that for sure because every chance he's had so far to say that all three will play or you will see all three, he has said it. And so he didn't say that this week. So that obviously is going to limit Shuck to be in the rotation. Uh, not until, you know, the 29th. So I, I feel good about this. I'm, I'm hoping ankle or ankle. I'm looking at the word. I'm hoping Morton's okay. Um, I know that he just got battered up in Stillwater. Uh, that hopefully should be the, the best defensive front he sees all year, possibly his hopefully long tenured wonderful career here at Texas Tech. So well, maybe that will that will uh, you know be better this week. Well, the West Virginia front is no no slouch. No, they're not. They're I I know that. I mean I, that is true. I'm not trying to downplay West Virginia, uh, but I do think that Oklahoma State's a little bit a little bit of something special there. A little salty. All right. That's that's why I'm not counting them out yet. I mean, I just they just lost to TCU. It's fine. It's fine. It'll be okay. They there lost to overtime. Overtime to TCU. They're going to win the rest of their games. You talking about Texas Tech? Oklahoma State. <laughs> Texas Tech hasn't lost to TCU.
0: No, I meant like when you said they're going to win the rest of their games. Oh. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. <laughs> All right. Homecoming. We'll get to that. I don't know, maybe not. Well, it starts this weekend against West Virginia. 2:30 Is it 2:30 or 2? I, I've already messed this up. Is that two? Uh, I think it's two. Yeah. Texas and Oklahoma State's at 2.30. 2 p.m. FS1. Texas Tech is a touchdown favorite as of tonight. Open as a four-point favorite, and that line shifted three points. Uh, don't follow Kyle and fade the steam. Go ahead and, and, and trail <laughs> this. Go ahead and take Texas Tech. Uh, Michael said he got it minus five. I'm sure he feels I even did. better now that it's moved up to seven. So.
1: I did. Uh, I had a friend text me that it was starting to move and I went on to action and some could call it cheating, but I went and found a minus five line at MGM where everyone else was already at like minus six and a half. Hey, if but it I, if I it wasn't one. updated. So you're too slow, MGM. You're going to lose some money on that one. Um, That's right. Over There's under,
0: some, well, you know, very entertaining fake money. Yeah. <laughs> over <laughs> under 66 and a half. That feels low. I agree. I, I think I would take the over on this one, especially. So I, 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 when I was looking at the this, the line here, action, the action network gave me this little tidbit that West Virginia games have hit the over
1: four of their last five games. So, oh yeah. Well, I think I took it against Baylor, even though Baylor's offense hasn't been that in, impressive. Well, and, um, and the Baylor defense has been pretty good, but that was an yes. 83 point game. Yeah, but there was just something I, I had in my head, and I never said it out loud, so I can't get credit for it, but I had in my head this feels like the Kansas versus West Virginia matchup. It's just going to be weird, and there's just going to be a lot of scoring. So I took the over. And that was a
0: 97-point game. Yeah, that was nuts. 55-42. One of those weird two-possession games that went to overtime because you got the big mm-hmm. 6 there, and I seal it. Uh, West Virginia, well, I guess they're both. Three and three. Um, West Virginia only played. I say only that that one and oh is not correct. They are one and two in Big 12 play, not one and oh. Um, four and one against the spread so far this season, two and one against the spread on the road, and like I said, over four of the last five. Uh y'all remember they opened the season at Pitt for the backyard brawl lost in a really entertaining game then they had the the overtime game versus Kansas they lost then they beat Towson and then on the road at Virginia Tech and then beat at they were they lost at Texas and then last week they beat Baylor at home. All-time record is 6 and 5 in favor of the Mountaineers but Tech has won the last 3. So Tech won the first two uh and then Mountaineers won six in a row, and then Tech has won the last three to get it almost uh, even. On offense, they are led by quarterback redshirt junior JT Daniels, one of the many J Daniels quarterbacks across the country this season. It's astounding I mean, there. I think there's three. There's JT, there's Jalen, and I think I think there's a Jaden Daniels too. Jalen and Jaden, uh huh. Okay. I think it's in the SEC. Anyways. Stands at 6'2", 225. So far this year, he's throwing for 64% completion percentage. Just about 1,500 passing yards, nine touchdowns, three interceptions. But A very paltry 6.9 yards per
1: attempt. Yeah, that surprised me too, especially after seeing some of the receivers really get open and or Baylor just missed tackles this last Thursday watching that game. I I figured that he would have be an averaging closer to 10, but I th- maybe just that one game was a bit of an anomaly there. Well, and well, that's the thing though. Like as well as they did last week against
0: Baylor, like the, the season average is still under seven yards per attempt. Mm. They are, they are pretty run heavy or they are, they're actually pretty good on the ground. Uh, and, and they, they kind of sneaky have been uh, for a while just as, as a program, they have got three uh, running back options. One of them, uh, has been held out for a concussion maybe back this week, but uh, the main guys you're going to see, number 24 running back, red shirt sophomore Tony Mathis Jr., 5'11", 207. So far this year, 92 carries, 476 yards, 5.2 yards per carry, and five touchdowns. Um, I went to go look at his receiving stats and realized they just don't throw they don't throw the running backs. I think he's got three catches I think I think between all three of them they have 10 combined catches. It's ridiculous. I was like they don't throw a lot of screens apparently. Or well not yeah routes not to the, to the running backs. The running yeah. back, yeah. Um but last week had 22 carries for 163 yards and two touchdowns versus Baylor. The guy this, this guy is
1: he's he's incredible. Be yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can I trouble. mean he he will he will take off to the right side, he'll go right of the center and then go, oh yeah, that's not going to work." And then he'll back up. And then go left of the center and score a touchdown. he's He's got a really good uh, field of vision. And just I mentioned on the radio show last week, it seemed like th- there were some times that he was running so hard and so fast that I think he f- tripped himself up because he went th- he got through a hole so quick and he was expecting some more resistance and then he didn't find it. But yeah, he's going to be. Really hard to get down. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm hoping Merriweather is is ready because this is this guy is really elusive. He's quick. He's um geez, he's built just enough to where he can hit and power through to, but man is is he just fast. I, I was just I liked watching him run. Yeah. Uh CJ Donaldson uh, may be available this weekend.
0: Um he's coming back from a concussion he sustained versus Texas. Uh, On the year, 56 carries, 389 yards, 5.2 yards per carry, and
1: six touchdowns. So both of their running backs that we might see average over five yards per carry. That's Uh nuts. And the third head of this
0: monster, sophomore, number 26, Justin Johnson, 5'11", 198, 52 carries, 240 yards for three more touchdowns. So between the three of them, they've got... Eleven 1, hundred? No, a thousand yards. Halfway through the season.
1: Yeah, and jo- Johnson is only averaging a paltry four point six yards per carry. What a slouch! My goodness.
0: When they decided to put it in the year though, you're looking at three guys mainly, well, one really, but then they've got a couple of other guys. Redshirt junior number zero Bryce for Wheaton, six three two twenty four forty catches so far in this season, forty four hundred and sixty three yards. Four touchdowns. That is a little over what was that? Eleven yards per catch. Sophomore number three, Caden Prather, 6'4, 211, 36 receptions, 369 yards. That's 10 yards a catch and three touchdowns. Redshirt Junior, number 13, Sam James, 6 foot 176. This is going to be their inside guy, where those other two are their outside. 23 catches for 357. That's something like 15 yards per catch and two yeah. touchdowns. No kidding. So their outside guys are big. Uh, obviously Bryce Ford Wheaton is, is their number one guy. Uh, 11 or so yards per catch and then they've got a really good slot guy and 15 yards per catch.
1: One thing I noticed too is if Daniels gets the ball kind of anywhere around these guys are going to grab it and then if they get hit, they will hang on to it. That was pretty impressive what they were able to do against Baylor. I know there were a couple of times before they even got to the ground. I think they were getting hit and they still held on to the ball. I, I have some random stats for you. You want some random stats? Yeah. That, that, mean that are it. meaningful, but not quite as meaningful. So I want to call upon the podcast jinx. If there is such a thing. Oh, let's do it because West Virginia is a perfect 10 for 10 on field goals this season. So podcast you know, jinx engage. That's what we're going for here.
0: I, I wouldn't mind if they if they kept that streak perfect if it meant they were score they were scoring more field goals than touchdowns.
1: Mm, now I like, want them to miss field goals too.
0: I mean that I mean, that would be preferable, ideal. But also like if 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 they're having to settle for field goals, then yeah, they, they can hit three of them this
1: weekend. Yeah, that's true. That's that's kind of the the whole the first three quarters against Oklahoma State—that was nice. Yeah, and of course he's the other Big Twelve kicker who hasn't missed all year. The kicker for uh, is it Leg? For Oklahoma uh, State, is
0: there a kicker named Leg? I think so. The, he did get a lot, lot of airtime the the TCU game about how tight and short his shorts were, or pants were. They, oh, they you know why? We're basically you know saying why? like he's like he's wearing bicycle shorts.
1: You know why? He's got legs. <laughs> He knows how to use them. Sorry. Okay. West Virginia back <laughs> to the on. game, has only allowed eight sacks this season and this th- offensive line. I mean, we're going to get into a little bit more of the running stats. And so we're kind of seeing a good reason as to why these running backs are averaging basically five yards a carry for all three of them is because Daniels is, really being protected. And he's not super mobile. He will roll out. Uh, he's not as mobile as Morton. He's probably kind of, I don't know, somewhere, this is somewhere between Shuck and Smith. That sounds like a country song, but I think he's, uh, he's just, if he gets some pressure to him, he'll make some mistakes. And so hopefully, you know, Wilson and the guys will, will be bringing it. But yeah, West Virginia's only allowed eight sacks this season. TTU, has allowed 23. Ouch. Yeah. Slight difference in offensive line play. Okay. The other thing I wanted to point out. Well, hold on on a second. I, I, I think one of the stats we were
0: talking about that didn't make sense. They're passing yards per attempt. They were so low. I think it may actually have a correlation here with how many sacks they've given up because they're taking very quick, short
1: routes. That's a good point. They're getting the ball out. Yeah, maybe. And and hopefully we'll see that with with Morton starting. He'll be able to get the ball out a little bit faster. Uh, The other thing I wanted to point out is West Virginia is taking a page out of. I'm not going to say Texas Tech is the only person doing it, but they're the one leading the charge in the Big 12 on fourth down attempts. So West Virginia goes for it on fourth down. The third most in the league. TTU is, of course, number number one that they have a really bad success rate 14 of 25, but you know, keep it up, Shh. keep, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> uh, Baylor is second with 13 of 19. It's pretty good. So they've, they've attempted at 19 times and West Virginia has attempted fourth down, uh, conversions 16 times or 12 of 16. So I would expect both teams to play a little bit aggressive, especially West Virginia being on the road. Uh, you might see some fourth down. Let's let's do this. What's an over-under on fourth down conversions you see from both teams, combined fourth so combined, down uh,
0: Let's go with...
1: Well, not conversions, sorry. Attempts. Oh, attempts? Eight. Eight? I think I might take the under on that. But I don't know. That doesn't sound that crazy, does it? Because Tech almost did eight on their own against Texas, didn't they? I mean, they could get five and not really like... Bat an eye at it, so yeah, okay. Ooh, that's a good line. All right, seven. And I a think half. I would take the under. I think I would Give take the, the under just because I'm I'm feeling seven. Okay, that's kind of where I was. So anyway, uh, those are some random good stats for you. Let's let's jinx jinx the field goal kicker. I should have looked up his name because kickers have names too, but I didn't. Hold on,
0: hold on. We, we got this kicker. Got it? Special teams. Oliver. Nope, that's her punt. No, Leg is the West Virginia kicker. Casey Leg.
1: Oh, he's got legs.
0: Yeah, because the Oklahoma State kicker was something else. Uh, hang on, hang on.
1: He knows how to use them. Okay, now we got it.
0: And I, I love how any chance they get, they like to uh, they like to remind everybody that the punter for Oklahoma State is like thirty five. Yeah, it's great. It's like 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 he and I are about the same age. Like, that's kind of ridiculous.
1: <laughs> this guy, uh, no, I'm, this I'm not guy there dropped off his three kids at daycare today on the way to the game. Um, w- Welcome. The, the guy, the only guy with a 401k on the team. Anyway, yeah, I, I just, I get a kick out of that too. Because right. I think he's the oldest. Is he the oldest one in the FBS? That's what they say. That's what they say. Hold on. I'm 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 gonna find this kid. Real quick. What kid? What are you finding? The kicker for Oklahoma State. Oh, okay. Wait, there is he is. Amendola? No. Which one's Amendola? Oh no, Amandola's on the Chiefs now. Shoot. Uh Alex Hale, Tanner Brown, Kasen Shrum,
0: or Logan Ward? It's one of those <laughs> three. Four.
1: I have no idea. I love the kicker Phil goal stats. This is gonna be great. Okay. I've uh, he is
0: Punter Tanner Brown.
1: Okay. And
0: the the punter is Tom Hutton.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He looks at two, dude. (laughs) The kicker for Oklahoma State's Tanner Brown. He's a perfect 12 for 12 on the season. Oh, Christopher Dunn, NC State's kicker, is 14 of 14. And then West Virginia, Casey Leg. Yeah. Gosh, what a name. I know. I think we say this every, every time we preview this team and and his name comes up. All right. So matchup
0: wise, Michael, let's look yeah, at Texas. Talk
1: about that. Yeah. When Texas
0: tech, tech has the ball, they throw for 365 yards a game, 7.2 yards per attempt that I hate. Hey, that, that number is actually going down. I want to go in the other direction. I want to go on up a bigger place. Um, running for just about 120 yards per game at 3.3 yards per carry, converting 30%, 34% of third downs and a little bit better than 50% of fourth downs, um, mm-hmm. and scoring 34 and a third points per game. Whereas West Virginia defends the pass allowing only 263 yards per game, but at almost nine yards per attempt, which is another one of those weird things that doesn't make sense. They're giving up 260 pass yards on nine yards per attempt. So they get beat deep on big plays, but only a couple of them. They are pretty good against the run, giving up only 112 yards per game, on 3.5 yards per carry. They are very bad on third down defense, allowing teams to convert more than 42% of their attempts. And they're giving up more than 31 points per game. Now, when West Virginia has the ball, they throw it for 271 yards at just under 7 yards per attempt, whereas Texas Tech allows 220 yards on 7.5 yards per attempt. They run for 191.3 yards per game. Texas Tech is allowing 146.5 They run it for five yards per carry. Texas Tech is allowing 4.1. That number is is still trending down after giving up 400 yards, whatever it was, to Kansas State. (laughs) Yeah. The anomaly, because it went from 99 yards to 150, but it's coming back down. As bad as the West Virginia defense was on converting or allowing teams to convert on third down, their offense is better at converting their own third downs. They're able to stay on the field longer and convert third downs. They do it at a rate of 50% of all third downs they convert. That's... I think if you're going to be slowing this team down, you need to get them into third and long and just get them off the field. Texas Tech is allowing teams to convert 33 and a third percent of their third downs. They score 39 points per game where Texas Tech allows just under 30 points per game.
1: I double check that 39 points per game math. I was like, Oh, that can't be right. Yeah, that's right. Of course they have a 65 or they dropped 60 against Towson or whoever that was. They've
0: had a lot of like, it's been very consistent, but I mean, 38, 42
1: 65 33 20 43 yeah i mean it's it's legit so i was i was kind of almost shocked by that that they're scoring almost 40 points a game six games into the season yeah and and texas tech scored 63 33 14 37 28 31 yeah it spencer as you went through all that this just really feels like a bad matchup. For Texas Tech? Well, okay, a bad matchup for for playing good defense <laughs> on either side. I mean, okay. this just this seems like this uh West Virginia's rushing attack is really going to be hard to stop. Really hard to slow down. And so Daniel's won't have to do much and when he does, he'll he'll hit it because he is a pretty good quarterback. I would argue it kind of feels that way. I would argue the opposite. Okay. That
0: despite that Kansas state game, that the Texas tech rush defense is the strongest part of their defense. And that if they're going to force Daniels to beat him through the air, that he's only doing it at 6.9 yards per attempt. Like that's not their game. It's going to, they're going to have to put, you know, convert drives of 15, 18 plays. And we've seen teams be able to do that against Texas tech and Texas tech has been able to do that offensively. It's just not something you can rely on. I yeah. don't think so. I I would actually argue the other way. I would say like, yeah, they, they, you know, it's strength versus strength.
1: Which one's going to be better on Saturday? Well, and kind of the same deal, <clears throat> you know, Texas, um, West Virginia, offense is getting a first down 50% of the time on third down, but Tex defense is only allowing that to happen 33%. So it's going to, that's going to have to meet in the middle a little bit. I, I don't know exactly which way that will go. Um, I I think that, like you said, that the key is, which is, this is the key is to stop Texas tech is to limit little to no gain on first down. Um, that That's how you stop Texas Tech's offense because once they get to third and nine, it's it's curtains. I mean, I think that's part of the reason they're going for it on fourth down so much is because they kind of just have to. They, they start at second and 10 and second and 12 way too damn much. And so they've got to, go it, every it's four down territory, uh, in a lot of places, but this matchup does, I mean, the, the rushing yards per game, I think you're right. I, I know the, the numbers are skewed a little bit because of Kansas state, but we also saw just some bad rush defense on there and a handful. It was just a handful of plays. I know, but, uh, that makes me a little bit nervous, mm-hmm. but I do think I'm ready for my score prediction. Oh, I saw, I saw you put yours down already. Do you want to go first? I'll go first.
0: I'm, I'm, okay. I'm taking Texas Tech to win this game and to cover. It's a touchdown. I think Texas Tech... Um, what what gives me I guess the confidence here is that they allow teams to to gouge them through the air. And I think what we saw from a healthy Baron Morton, if he's able to do that again at home against a good but not as great defensive front or defense that we saw from Oklahoma State... Like it could get shootout esque, and I, I, I like your I like your chances there with a guy that can like get the ball down the field, across the field too. Um, I think you know you are going to need more than one hundred and twenty rushing yards, and I think you need to do it better than three and a, three and a third yards per carry. They they give up more than that, and they allow teams to convert on third down. So, um, I I think you know it's going to come down to is Baron Morton healthy? Is he going to be able to take advantage of the West Virginia pass defense that allows big plays and are, is the strength of our defense going to slow down their offense enough and make Harrell and Daniels kind of shift enough to put the game into a quarterback that dinks and dunks. And I like the, I like a quarterback that hits big plays better than I like a quarterback that hits everything underneath. So I'm taking oh, yeah. Texas tech to win and for the, the over to hit for the fifth of West Virginia's seven games, uh,
1: 38 to 30. Okay. You know, as much as I talked about this matchup and not feeling great about it, I'm with you. I'm I'm going to just my, I've got 42 to 31. I wanted to, I, I think tech is going to hit in the forties for only the second time all season. First time against an FPS opponent. I think uh, Morton, like you said, I I really envision a good game from him. I picture him uh, with the ability to pick apart this defense. And, you know, at some point they may be dropping eight and our guys can run the ball because he's picked apart the defense so much and and vice versa. I mean, I I think this is going to be a pretty good attack from Tech's side, but West Virginia's offense is has really impressed me and that 39 points per game is something I really hadn't looked into till you put it up uh, and mentioned it tonight. The rushing attack that just wears a team down. Even, even a good defense like Texas techs that can wear a team down and you can see, um, you know, some five, 10, 12 yard gains in the fourth quarter that you might not have seen in the first. So I do think West Virginia is going to score. I will allow, Casey leg one field goal, you know, I hope he misses the other three, but uh, I've got 42 31 definitely taking the over. Um, I I just kind of want tech to win by two scores. I just want it to happen. So this, this is kind of a want pick, but I also think it's, it's possible.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I know that my prediction came with a lot of if this then that uh, and that's relying on a redshirt freshman quarterback to be healthy uh, to have enough time to be able to beat a defense deep with an offensive line that has the problems that Texas Tech does and to be able to slow down the West Virginia rushing offense in a way that's going to
1: shift how the game plays out. We'll to throw in throw into some more ifs. Texas Tech, I think, only has two interceptions on the year. As friend of the show Rob Brough Rob Bro would say it's kind of they're kinda of due. Due? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're due for a pick six. Who knows? That so that be may nice. be where that, that higher score comes from. It may not all be offense. It may be a, a defensive score. It may be a kick maybe, return. Uh, oh my God, a kick return. <laughs> a kick return past the twenty six
0: yard line. Uh, according to FPI, this game, you ha- you still have a greater than 50% chance to win this game. It's fifty-eight forty-two on the on the breakdown. Uh, beginning of this season, it was a 67-33. to So it shifted a little bit more in West Virginia's favor. Uh, but looking at the rest of the season, uh, you do have almost a 40% uh, or 60-40, 40-60 split, however you want to look at that, with Baylor getting the slight advantage next week. Uh, that game in Fort Worth continues to go in Fort Worth and TCU's favorite. Uh, it's almost, it's a twenty one seventy nine advantage, TCU. Kansas opened the season at 87.4 and it's dropped down to 63.9. Uh, it's still, you know, considerable favorite there. Iowa State, it's still moving in Texas Tech's favor now up to 30.5 to 69.5. And then Oklahoma open the season you had a it was a twenty eight seventy two now it's a fifty point five to forty nine point five. So um we may have lost Michael there for a second, but the FBI uh currently you've got three uh games where you'll be favored in and a couple of games that are heading in your direction. Uh and then the, the game in Fort Worth. I mean it's just not going your way with how well TCU's been playing this season. But um man, I I'm I'm still like lo- looking at, at the the re- this second half of this season, you know, we both picked the the Tex Tech Tech, Tech Tech to win this game. I haven't taken the first four. That also includes the TCU game. I I've already said I'm gonna switch those and say TCU is gonna be a you're gonna drop that one, but you're gonna win one of the last two, whether it's Iowa
1: State or Oklahoma. Uh, that I had predict, predicted as a loss, so I, I I did cut out there. Sorry, could you hear me? Am I back? You're back. I plugged in my laptop, and I think that just confused things. That was kind of weird. I, I plugged it in, and a fan kicked on, and then all of a sudden I couldn't hear. It. Anyway, so did you? I'm sure you did discuss that. The FPI to beat Oklahoma has gone up from 28 percent to 50.5. Uh, it, but it it did slide back this week. It was it was
0: higher last week. Okay, um, but okay. It, it was the Dylan Gabriel bump back in Oklahoma's favor. But you're still <laughs> a slight favorite there, fifty point yeah. five to forty nine. But big jump from being a you know twenty eight seventy two split to
1: fifty fifty. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's see let's see how we do this week. Um, West Virginia. You know, I had envisioned this being the last straw for Neil Brown, he was going to come to Lubbock and he was going to lose this game and get fired. But I don't think that's going to happen because they did end up beating. I I thought they were going to lose to Virginia tech. I thought they were going to lose to Baylor. I thought they were really going to come into Lubbock with two wins and then, you know, go two and five and they would shovel enough coal to get him out of there. But I, I didn't know if that was actually that feasible. And of course now he just won that, uh, a Big 12 game last week. I think he's he's fine. He won't be leaving Lubbock uh, on the rail or anything. Yeah I, I i I thought we i I thought after the Kansas game there'd be a lot more heat.
0: Uh, what's helped Neil Brown is Kansas has actually turned out to be a pretty decent football team this year. Uh, because it, had they regressed to the cellar, you'd be like, wow. Not only did they lose to
1: Kansas and they lost the two possession way over overtime which I would love to I'm, I'm not going to let that one go. Well, it could just be timing too cuz who knows Kansas if they lose every the rest of the games. But uh, right that but, was the absolute best time for West Virginia to lose to Kansas mm-hmm. was was early on as opposed to losing to them in November when they were, you know, 2 and 9. Yeah. So um I love
0: that this game is in, in Lubbock though. So get the home game. You get a night game. I don't know if we mentioned that. Better game next week, 630 kick. Yes. Okay.
1: No, I don't think we mentioned it. I was just agreeing. It. Yeah, ESPN2, 630 kick. It's your first 29th, night game. So basically a Halloween kind of thing happening. Yeah, your first night game since uh, Murray State. Yes. Well, your
0: first home night game because the NC State game was also at night.
1: Yeah, and that was a really cool-looking night game. <laughs> I just feel like we're kindred spirits with with North Carolina state, and I'm rooting for them. well, but they lost their
0: their quarterback,
1: yeah they did devin Leary he's out for the season, so still got their kicker though he's still
0: and they're their running backs which I, I i talked about this with uh with bro on the show this weekend I was like well the the passing touchdowns in that game against Sextech did not come from leary, so oh, that's a good point all right uh I've got some things for. I was going to say basketball. It's not just basketball. It's more Big 12 news. Uh, And I I think it's more like we're just delayed on this. So we're just going to touch on it and give you our thoughts on the schedules are kind of being put out. uh, The conference schedules 2023, 2024, uh, indicating that Texas and Oklahoma are are still intending to be here within the conference. Uh, There will be no divisions. Uh, Every school will play nine conference games in football. And over a two-year period, every school will play every other school in the conference. Uh, And then traditional rivals after realignment will be preserved. So uh, not like a Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, which I think the only one that's going to be affected is a traditional rivalry post-realignment. So everything else
1: uh, would would remain. Basketball? I wish wish they would give it. I wish they would give us like a sample schedule to just kind of sink our teeth into because I don't know what they consider a traditional rival.
0: Well, yeah. And like, how do you play uh, 13 teams in 18 games?
1: Like, yeah. How does that happen? You're obviously playing several, a couple couple of teams. Yeah. But both years and what do they consider is is Baylor Texas Tech a traditional rival because of ties to the Southwest Conference and all that kind of is stuff for Texas Tech Houston Yeah I mean that that's in state that predates the Big 12 but That's it does but there's something there they could come with is it Texas Tech Oklahoma State I, I don't know I don't know what they consider traditional rivals because honestly as much as I hate to admit it most once Oklahoma's and Texas are gone. A lot of the quote unquote traditional rivalries are gone. I mean, I guess there's TCU Baylor. Yeah. Um, Kansas K state, of course, Iowa state, Kansas state, Kansas state. But I think that's even kind of recent. I don't know if that, I, I I'm sure it's been, there's been some bad blood or something over the years, but I don't think it's really kicked up except for the last, you know, five to eight years, it's gotten really interesting. And, and uh, one of my favorite, uh, games, but I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to see what they think a traditional rival is. And, uh, we'll take it from there. Who knows? We might be playing. I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody random. We might be playing UCF every year. Traditional rivals. <laughs> Didn't we have a bowl game in Orlando once? Uh, I don't know. Where is the Gator Bowl played?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. No idea. So we played Virginia after yeah. 2007. Howie Long's son. Yeah. Yeah. B- basketball, it w- <laughs> you'll stay at 18 games, uh, but just like football, will no longer be round robin. So again, you'll play, uh, you know, well, it's, it's actually, it, it's going to be the same math for football when they say you're going to play every team at least once every two years. That's your night. That's your 18 conference games. You'll get 18 conference games in basketball every year. And I'm sure they'll have to spread that out too. Like you'll get everybody twice in three years, or everybody three times in five, or whatever that math would turn out to be. Yeah. Which I guess wouldn't matter because you wouldn't Texas Tech. Or sorry, Texas and Oklahoma would be out, and you'd be back down to 12 before you could play everybody. So it probably doesn't matter. Um, and Texas and Oklahoma, Oklahoma could just blow this up and be out before 2023, anyways. It's <laughs> like, well, we did this for nothing. But speaking of basketball, big 12 media days going on today, Tuesday, night we're recording and Wednesday. women's went today. men's are tomorrow. It was a Wednesday as you listen to this, getting ready for Mark Adams to take the stage press conference. Um, press conference for big 12 media Day starts about nine o'clock. Mark Adams hits uh, stage at 1130. Uh, the players he took with him forward Fardoz, Amac guard Davion Harmon and forward Kevin O'Banner. So interestingly, he's taken two newcomers of the three players. Uh, and I, I'm still really interested to see what what a going to look like. Is, is, is there is there going to be any anything you can take away from uh, yeah, his, foot, his foot injury? Like, is he on a scooter? Yeah. Is, he a, is he in a boot? Is he walking yeah. just fine? Um, so we'll, we'll see more about that. The preseason polls did come out. Texas Tech has been picked to finish fifth. Uh, tied with Oklahoma state. And I think we're seeing that with, with, with the football this year, everything is so close and so hotly contested within the big 12. Even if you finished fifth in the conference, I don't think that would be a bad, necessarily a bad season because of how good the rest of the conference. Obviously I would love to finish first. I'd love to win the conference. Um, You haven't won the conference in a few years now. So it's like, I want to get back to that, but the way it's been picked out: Baylor, Kansas, Texas, TCU, and your top four. It's hard to argue against any one of those. Like TCU, were like they were getting pretty good last year. They return literally everybody. Miles, yeah. Pri- not not Miles Price, but uh, Miles uh, Micah Peavy. They're, they're forward slash center number four, whatever his name is. I, I'm blanking on it. And then seventh: Oklahoma, Iowa State, West Virginia, Kansas State.
1: Yeah, I, I don't get too worked up on these um, because Tech's kind of, they've overperformed as much as they've underperformed in the last seven polls or so. So that's fine. Uh, I, I just, I'm anxious to get it started. I want to see what Adams has put together, What how this team's going to play differently. I think it's going to be a lot less positionless as, as it was last year. It, I was very skeptical of them not having any true bigs last year, but uh, they made it work pretty well, especially on the defensive end. They were a menace uh, just trying to get passes through every single player when they have a 6'9 wingspan. So it'll be a little bit different this year on that, having some true bigs and some true point guards.
0: Yeah, because we, we, um, we were hearing, at least in the preseason, this early practicing time and then the the scrimmage that happened, Daniel yeah. Bacho has been looking really, really good. Yes, uh, so that another you know true five maybe out there. Hardaus Amac would be kind of in that pushing towards a five. Uh, Davion Harmon is more of like a true point guard. Yeah, uh, who, who could probably also really score too. But yeah, I, I, you you maybe I, I wouldn't say going more like traditional and having positions, um, but you're you're kind of hybrid transitioning kind of away from that or at least first steps and addressing some of the biggest concerns we had from last season, which I think is great to see that Mark Adams was like, Hey, this didn't work. Like we, we had some holes. Let's, uh, let's address that instead of, Oh, we just have yeah. the right, we just had, we didn't have the right group of six, nine guys. Let's, let's, let's try again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let's get it. Let's get a true point guard, you know, or a, a, uh, let's try to get some real shooters. Uh, let's get some big men. I mean, he's, he's changing it up, which it's, it's exciting. I mean, that's one thing that's fun about being a fan now is, The transfer portal, as frustrating as it can be, it leads to situations like this, where if you have a coach and a staff who is able to kind of see what is available and tweak their mindset and their offense and even their defense to the players that are available and the players that want to come here, then it gets really exciting because then you don't know what you're going to see from year to year and in a good way. Yeah. Because you you want to, you're like, well, one, we don't know these players very well. We haven't seen them except in just some clips from practice and maybe from their previous destinations, but then to see them all come together and what uh, Adams and his staff is going to ask of them to do and and how they're going to execute. And it's exciting to just think about. And I can't believe that November 7th, just a few weeks away, guys. Yeah, that's like three weeks away, man. Monday against Northwestern State. They will be hosting Northwestern State here in Lubbock, eight o'clock. So it will be here before we know it. I really quickly I want to go over this roster because I, I just it blows
0: my mind just how much it's changed, but also like what what, what all is there to be excited about? Um sorry, I, I was I, I got on the team page and I was looking at Farda's AMAC foot. Far A-Max <laughs> foot, because it's like it's almost like they edited out his left foot, or maybe it's just hidden behind Coach Adams. I don't know. That's weird. It's hidden. That's um, great. I love it. Uh, forward Kevin O'Banner, guard Lamar Washington is going to be a freshman from coming in from Arizona Compass. Freshman guard Pop Isaacs. I think we've heard a lot about uh, some crazy hair in that picture. You um, see. It's it's contained in the team picture. Damarian Williams is the guard from Gardner-Webb transfer. Freshman Robert Jennings is a forward out of Alliance of Christian Athletes. Forward K.J. Allen. Forward Fardaz Amak. Daniel Bacho. Guard C.J. Williams from Fayetteville, Arkansas. Uh, Jalen Tyson coming in. The transfer from Texas. Uh, the highly recruited... Uh, blue chip, Elijah Fisher, freshman guard coming out of uh, Toronto, Canada, six six one ninety. 190. Davion Harmon, uh, 6'2", guard, transfer from Oklahoma, then Oregon, then to Texas Tech. Uh, North Carolina transfer guard, Kerwin Walton. But going back to what you were talking about about how the the offense is kind of or how the team is kind of gearing up to having more more positions. I wonder if how much of an influence is coming from Steve Green, the the new offensive mm-hmm. assistant coming over from South Plains, who has really studied the Golden State Warriors and tried to emulate their success and their system.
1: Yeah, I mean and that's that's just what you like to see. I know it's only his second year, but for Adams to have brought in a guy like that with a completely different offensive mindset and then maybe handed him the keys to an extent and say, w- what do you think you could do with, with this guy? What do you think you could do with this player? Well, I don't know if he's going to fit. Okay. Well, what about this? You know, maybe he just really, uh, kind of gave him, um, a lot of sway and into the type of offense that tech's going to play. I just can't believe that it's almost here. And they have um, AMAC and Bacho, Bacho listed as 6'11, but I think AMAC's an inch taller. So someone's, I think someone's seven foot, but I'm not sure who. Yeah, it's it, very close. In the picture, AMAC definitely looks taller than Bacho, but it even looks like he's leaning a little bit. Yeah. He, he doesn't the, look like he's standing straight up. He's leaning on that right leg, man. He's kind of, leaning. Oh, that's over. right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. He's got his foot off the ground. He doesn't even have it in a shoe. Yeah. Uh, he, he had to been like in a boot or something for this picture. Oh man. Yeah. I just see toes. There's toes behind Mark Adams.
0: All right. All right. We're, okay. we're filming a we're, we're team off photo. The grid. Yeah. We're off um, the grid. Did, did you mention the, the preseason poll? Text Tech checking it at twenty five so. on the AP preseason poll, which are
1: usually ridiculous. But it's better to start there and work your way up sure. than to start off of it. Um, yeah, get the benefit of the doubt early. Um, th- that is one thing that, yeah, preseason. I just said something about preseason Big Twelve rankings. I never get too worked up about those, but I'm not worked up about. I either, really, but, I'm not worked up about it either. But I really do think it's advantageous to start on that ap25 list yeah even if you drop off of it at some point hey you were there so i the, the name's there I, I do think it makes a difference even if if tech just squeaked by at number 25
0: yeah because your, your strength of schedule i mean I, i'm, I'm going
1: to try to find it really quick oh it's
0: probably it's probably very trash. low um yeah so uh early on text text checking in at 17th on ken palm uh strength of schedule it's, it's all it's, it's all zero right now because nobody's played a game um. So never mind. But <laughs> all right, so let's wrap this up with what we learned, uh, and then get ready for the West Virginia football game this weekend, homecoming. Uh, but let's get to what we learned. What did we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right. One, I wanted to, I wanted to have a, a quick follow up with our man Tristan McGonigal, who had some Blink One Eighty Two hate last week. It was just takes. It wasn't hate. Takes, sure. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 when I saw this, I tweeted at him and he, he liked the, re- the reply, whatever. But uh, tickets for the blink one World Tour sold out within just a few minutes. Yeah. So there's enough people that want to go see this that bought up all, all the tickets. Whether or not you think they're the best, I mean, I don't think about saying they're best since Beatles, but there are enough of us, Spencer's, in the world that want to go see Blink One Eighty Two, that bought them out.
1: Were and the Were the Beatles even that good? People are asking. I'm I'm just I'm just throwing smoke to the fire. Yes, wood to the fire, whatever. I don't know.
0: All right, and then I I saw this the the point you're going to make, and I was actually a little a little peeved about it. And I'll tell you why in a second.
1: Good, because I have some takes on it too. All right, so as you know, we are an unofficial Whataburger podcast. <laughs> And so I have uh, – y'all may have seen it too, but they have the new chili cheeseburger at Whataburger, which is – I'm going to read what's on it. It's two beef patties, two slices of cheese, chili, corn chips, onions, and mustard. And what's interesting about this to me is several things. One, the two pieces of meat. I feel like that's just – that's too much, man. It's heavy. That's too much. It, let me let me tell you. Let me give you some. Let me give you some calories. Do you want to know? I, I of course you do. I do, but I don't. Okay, the chili cheeseburger junior, <laughs> which, which is one pa- conf- which is one patty, or is it just no, smaller it's, patties. It's, it's just it's just the four inch bun and the four inch patty. So it's just the waterburger junior version of the chili cheeseburger. It's still two patties and it's six hundred sixty five calories. I'm not as bad as I thought it was going to be,
0: right? But then, if that's you go pretty, to the that's full pretty size, calorically
1: dense entree. Yes. <laughs> if you go to the full size, if you go to the big boy, you get you the five inch bun, all that kind of stuff. Twelve hundred fifty five calories hardly seems worth it. Hardly. <laughs> seems
0: I don't. I I I don't know the math though. Like, is that one inch difference? Like, does that make up you know the the
1: difference in area of a circle? Right. I don't know. If, I, I don't know how it almost doubles. I really don't know how it almost doubles. Just from, I mean, it's still two patties in both burgers. What's 665 times two? You people with mental math. Was that, 1,300? Uh, 1,330. So it's almost double. It's not quite. Uh, the other thing I noticed, too, was they're calling them corn chips, which I I, I brought appreciate. that up, too, to
0: Samantha, because I, I don't think they, they get the rights to Fritos.
1: Yeah, because um, I know Sonic has the right to Fritos, and mm-hmm. I know the right to Fritos. That's a song Blink 182 should make, but they, they have the, <laughs> the right to Fritos. And so does Dairy Queen. Cause I know Dairy Queen uses Fritos on their chili cheese crunch something. I don't know. They got some chili cheese thing, something. So anyway, I don't know if, if I'm going to try this one because two patties seems like a lot. So it's basically like between, by the time you add chili, you're basically eating three patties worth of beef on a burger. That's a lot. That's a lot going on there. But I might give it a shot. And they also have like a white chocolate raspberry shake. Okay. So <laughs> that's what you should get with it. And just really just go all out. I'm I'm gonna you, okay, you, you tell me what you had going on and you, and I'm going to put a put together this order with a shake. <laughs> you are describing
0: the exact order that my father in law made tonight.
1: No way. <laughs> we went to
0: Waterburger tonight. Samantha had this like huge uh, presentation today and needed all of us out of the house. Um, so this is for school. Uh, so I took the boys and our dogs to her parents' house because uh, her, her, her presentation was like 4.30 to 6. I was like, we, we, we got to get out of the house for a while. Um, and then when she was done, she came over and then joined us like, hey, what, what do you want to do for dinner? Uh, and then... They, my in-laws had like just gotten some Whataburger coupons or something. I don't know. They're like, well, there's this chili cheeseburger and this new shake. I want to go try it. Like, you want to do water like, I'm always down for Whataburger. Samantha down for Whataburger. So like, yeah, well, okay, let's go. Okay. So he had it. He said it, he thought it was pretty good. Uh, didn't yeah. he, he doesn't eat as much as I do, but he ate all the entire burger, but could hardly touch his fries because of how dense the burger was.
1: Yes. Uh, and also had the white chocolate raspberry shake. Um, oh my gosh, my man, he's 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 the man because what he did was he he took care of a twelve hundred calorie <laughs> burger and then knocked out. Oh, they don't even have it for the shake. They don't have it individual, but I added it to the, the meal. So the meal, if you get the large fries and the burger and the shake, that's twenty three seventy five. That's not what it costs. That's the calories. That's ridiculous. It's only twelve twenty-eight. Um,
0: I, it's I not, did not. It's not a bad price for I what I get, get. So, what uh, my thoughts on it? The other night we were going through some some leftovers, and we had we had recently had Frito pie at our house. Ah, oh, beautiful had, fall staple. We had grilled hamburgers. Like, oh, I'm gonna put the two together, and I made <laughs> I made a Frito pie burger. I was like, man, this is fantastic. Somebody should get on this. And then I'm not even kidding. Like three days later, I get the notification from Whataburger. We got this new burger out. I was like, they were listening. Obviously, they probably were they, they? They couldn't turn around a new product that quickly. But I just thought it was interesting that I set it in my living room where there is an, an Alexa device, and then Whataburger comes out with the same menu item that I said. Somebody should make this.
1: The difference is you get the luxury of making yours with Fritos. Yeah, I know, instead of some, instead of. H E B
0: corn chips or whatever. generic. they probably is H E B corn chips. <laughs> yeah, it really let's might be, be honest. Um I, I don't think I'll try it. I mean I'm mm. I may I, I, will later. I may do the smaller version because I just I don't know. I just I don't know if I can get down with that big. I don't know. It just doesn't it's just not appealing to me. I, I've done it and I was like, that was good, but I don't know if I want to do it again. <laughs>
1: Well, that's what I learned. I learned that they've got a chili cheeseburger and I'm not sure if I'm in for it either. All right. So that'll do it for us on the 23 personal podcast.
0: Getting back <laughs> to our food roots. We are excited to get back to football. Host West Virginia for homecoming this weekend. We're both taking Texas Tech to win. I got the Red Raiders winning 38-30. Michael at 42-31. For Michael, I'm Spencer. That'll do it for us. We'll catch you next time.